Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. As we continue our series on eternal rewards, we're going to talk today about the crown of glory. The Bible mentions a crown incorruptible and a crown of glory. We will begin our reading today in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 2, where it says, Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly. In other words, do not take authority over a congregation or a people by force or by dictatorship, but let them willingly come and serve. It says, not with filthy liqueur, in other words, not being greedy, desiring money for it or vainglory, but rather of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. So we do not lord over, control, or push the people, but yet we set ourselves as an example for them. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, which is Christ, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Therefore do we see that this crown of glory is a reward that is given specifically to those who live a life of sacrifice and service unto the end, not letting the devil discourage you from it or tempt you away from it with the promise of ease or prosperity by the sting of offense or bitterness or by becoming weary with well-doing and giving up your office or commission, but also by doing it in the right spirit. Because there are many that maintain a pulpit all of their life, but they are not doing it in the fear and admonition of the Lord. They're doing it by their own intellect and logic. They're teaching their own convictions and traditions instead of the commandments of Jesus. And they're not demonstrating the fruits of his Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. The crown of glory is a crown for those who sacrifice and give of themselves to minister to others. Now again, we talked already about the crown of righteousness and we understand that we have to do what God says is right or we cannot move any further than that. But once we are in obedience to what God says is right, we can then begin to move into obtaining further rewards, further crowns, and the crown of glory is one of them. Now understand that you do not need a pulpit to minister. I probably minister more than any person you will ever meet, but I do very little of it from a pulpit. And I mean that not to boast, but to be an example that it's not a requirement. We all have platforms to be used of the Lord. How are you using your social media? How are you ministering to those of your own household? Are you sharing the gospel with your friends and your family, people on the street? Are you helping those in need? The widow, the orphan, the drug addict, the prostitute, the marginalized... We all have a part to play in the body of Christ. And there is ministry to be done in many ways. We should always be looking for opportunities to feed the sheep, to pour spiritually into someone else's life, sacrificially, 
And we should also seek to maintain the fervency and the necessity to do so for the rest of our life. And if we do this, we will obtain a crown of glory at the Lord's returning. But remember what we learned in the first part about the crown of righteousness, that it's not about the work. But it's about spending time with the Lord to get the word and then obeying it and continuing to produce the fruits of his spirit and represent his character in the process. This is what Peter was warning of when he said to the ministers that if you continue to strive in the ministry, you will receive this crown of glory. But he also gave conditions of what was not the right representation of a minister of the Lord. God is a good shepherd, and the shepherds in the Middle East, they lead by voice. They speak, and their sheep follow. They do not push them. They do not control. They do not beat them with the rod of authority. They defend them with it. Jesus is the truest example of our good shepherd, and we must ever seek to imitate it. So, my friend, I think that this is a crown that will be given much more sparingly. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16, Paul says, For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yes, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. What is my reward then? Verily, that when I have preached the gospel, I may make the gospel of Christ without charge, that I abuse not my power in the gospel. For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all, that I might gain the more. Paul understood that his preaching would bring him a reward but only if it was done the right way in the right spirit, only if he truly rightly represented the character of Jesus. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 20, we read again the words of Paul's where he said, And unto the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might gain the Jews, to them that are under the law, as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. In other words, he wasn't judgmental, hard, or a cruel taskmaster, but he met the people where they were and instructed them, and called them up further. To them that are without the law, I was as without the law, being not without the law of God, but under the law of Christ. In other words, he's saying as long as it didn't cause him to be in opposition to the teachings of Jesus, then he walked in the culture and customs of the people. He didn't put burdens upon them that were unnecessary, but sought to bring them into the knowledge of salvation that I might gain them that are without the law. To the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. And this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be partaker thereof with you. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but only one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. And of course that every man who striveth for the mastery is tempered in all things. Now yet they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so do I fight. Not as one who just beats against the air, 
but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should become a castaway. So this incorruptible crown, it's a crown of discipline, of control. Not in controlling others, but in controlling oneself so that you could rightly represent Christ in the service to others. That he was able to maintain his right reflection of Christ to the best of his ability. And even in times when failed to be able to humble to the correction of the Lord and come in humility and repent and get back on track. Discipline brings the body into subjection for the sake of the mission. This discipline is required in every area of our life as Christians, but yes, all the more as ministers of the Lord. Discipline in the area of food. You will be required to fast, to be obedient to the voice of the Lord, to complete the missions that he has purposed you for. You will have to have discipline in the area of finances, or else you will find yourself robbing God and having to give an account for it. We must be willing to discipline ourselves to live humbly when needed. We have to discipline ourselves emotionally that we not react or lash out and misrepresent the character of God like Moses did when he struck the rock. We must be disciplined enough to push our bodies when we need to, when we're tired, when we don't want to go anymore, when he calls us to prayer in the midnight hour. We've got to be willing to work hard suffer lack of sleep, have physical discipline. He said, put your body into subjection and you will win the prize. You will be the one that gets this crown. He said, not everybody gets this crown. Be willing to discipline for the sake of the mission and your great commission and you will be rewarded for it. But Paul does end with a warning that if the body, the mind, and the emotions are not put into subjection, Unto the point of sinning, and you do not repent of it and make it right with Jesus and get back into right standing, then anyone who does this will be cut off from the vine and cast into the fire. He said that even he himself, after having preached this truth to them, could be cast away. You can lose the crown. If you start producing bad fruit, you will be cast out. So again, abide, maintain, make sure that your good fruit remains. And it's not always easy, but my friend, it is worth it. Come back to the feet of Jesus. In Romans chapter 8 verse 16, it says, the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together with him. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us for the earnest expectations of the creature waiteth for the manifestations of the sons of God. Yes, my friend, it's not always easy. Sometimes we have to suffer with Jesus, but we will be rewarded with him eternally. And this crown is one that is given not to everyone, but to those who are worthy.
those who sacrificed to minister to others, those who have counted the cost, picked up their cross and followed after Jesus for the sake of the loss. This is about evangelism, our great commission, those who are faithful and rightly representing him in the gifts and the offices, those who are a good steward of what the Lord has given them and those who maintain this until the end. They will receive a crown of glory. Remember that there is a story that Jesus told of certain servants who were given talents or money from their master. And then he went away and they were supposed to use what he gave them and multiply it for his kingdom. And so when he came back, there was one and he brought it to him and he said, I took what you gave me and I was a good steward of it and I multiplied it. And he said, good, you've been faithful over the little. I'm going to make you ruler over even more. And this went on with a couple of servants. And then it gets down to the last one and he comes and he says, look, I didn't want to lose your money. So I buried it in the ground and I did nothing with it, but I still have it here. I give it back to you. And the master told him, you are a wicked and unfruitful servant. You did nothing with what I gave you. You should have at least given it to the bankers so that it would collect interest and there would be something to show for it. And in this, I would say at least serve another ministry, at least pour in financially, at least offer prayers and assistance in the area of helps. Pour in somewhere, put your talent to use for the kingdom of God that it may produce interest for you and you get rewards for it in eternity. Seek the Lord for how he wants to use you and be willing to sacrifice to do so. God wants us to see evangelism and the call and ministering to the lost and the needs of others as something of great value in the kingdom. It's a race that we've got to run to win it. In the story of Jacob and Esau, Esau was the one who was going to inherit a reward, an inheritance. There was something coming to him from God, but he wasn't willing to contend for it. He didn't see much value in it, so he was willing to put that crown down, and somebody else picked it up and ran with it. Jacob got his reward. So my friend, don't envy and compete, but value and complete, because this is a crown that if you put down, somebody else can pick it up. And get your reward in eternity for it. And it's not always about what seems to be the big stages and great glory. Let me give you a story. There was a lady in my dad's time when he was a little child on the street. And in her heart she wanted so badly to be a missionary overseas in Africa or India. And the Lord told her, no, your mission field is on this street. And so she humbled herself. And instead of doing what she thought was right... She did what the Lord said was right. She had faith in his words, and so she got her crown of righteousness. And in doing this, every day before school, she would have Bible study in her house and teach the little ones that were around her. The kids down the street, before they could play, they would all come in, and she would teach them the word of God. Well, out of her little in-home Bible study on that street that God said was her mission, which, by the way, to this day is named Mission Street by the providence of God and not by her own doing. Five different ministries were birthed. Five of those children became the heads of ministries and Bible colleges. And each of those ministries birthed other ministries, one of which was my father's, which then birthed my ministry, which is now birthing ministries all over the nation and even the world. That woman took her one little talent and to this day in heaven is collecting interest on it. 
because she's going to get credited for her obedience. She got her crown of glory. She's getting rewarded for not only those five souls that she was willing to teach, but for every soul that is affected throughout all of eternity by every ministry that was birthed from it. So my friend, it's not about what seems big and glorious. It's about faith in the words of Jesus. Time in his presence and humble submission. It's not about all the big good works, though praise the Lord for them when he calls us to them. There is a need for them in their proper time and season, but it's about obedience and trusting in the leading of our shepherd who knows better than we do. And perseverance and endurance and faith to press through. I'm sure there were many days when she didn't feel like it. I'm sure there were days when she was sick. I'm sure there were days when the enemy got in her ear and told her, is it really worth it? This is not very grand or glorious. Are you really doing anything? Does it have purpose? But she was willing to sacrifice. She sacrificed what she thought was right. She sacrificed her hopes and her dreams and her ministries to be obedient to God's voice. And I assure you that today she is one of the most celebrated women in eternity. There's no way she could have ever known what God had in store for her little mission on Mission Street. My friend, there is a call for every person. So fulfill it to the fullest and receive your full reward for it. Don't let someone else pick up the crown that you put down. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.